What shall we look at this evening? This is Tim. Yes, Tim. Yeah, I'm looking at something. It it feels like I haven't completely sorted it out yet, um, but it seems to be a piece of karma uh, that has really come into focus in the past 48 hours or so. Uh huh. Yeah, and it. Um, I I don't know if I have it right, but it seems to be around. Um, being being listened to mm-hmm. that may, or somebody uh being listened to um i don't know if it's a subpersonality but the, yeah. the the content that happened was i just i had a a cataract surgery on tuesday and i had a couple of complications from it um and uh it was very uncomfortable. And uh, unrelated, a few hours later, I, I had a little accident with a washing a kitchen knife, and I ended up going to the ER for some stitches, yeah. which was, yeah, it was complete. It was just, yeah. And so there was a lot of, um, as I was waiting in the ER, my eye was uncomfortable, my finger was injured. There was just a lot of dialogue of... Uh, People aren't, you know, nobody's listening to me. This isn't fair. <laughs> this is not uh-huh. right. Um, this shouldn't be happening. And um, something that was brought up on the the, the call last week um, might be going off on a different way here. I'm not sure. But well, some, well, don't, don't forget where you're going, okay? Well, if I if I reflect a little, will you remember where what you're? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why don't, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Okay, because I just want to catch up with you there because it's a lot that happened. So there you are. You just you just had cataract surgery. Now you're in the right. ER accident with the knife, and and really. You know, by most standards, a really tough day, and yeah. and and what hap- what's going on in the head is no one ever listens to me. Uh, this shouldn't be happening, and and so there you are, uh, really, in the midst of all of these things. With that as your as your uh, the voice, what the voices in the head are are sort of offering. Yes, thank you for mm-hmm. that. Yes, back mm-hmm. on track. So I feel feel like I kind of um, gritted my teeth, you know, like I got through it as best I could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had a follow-up with this eye surgeon the next day. And again, um, I can only describe what, what, what happened was I felt like he wasn't really um, listening to what was going on with my pain level. And, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, anger came up and um, stuff like that. And it was when I later on, it feels like I got a lot of content here, but when I went home and I I was talking to my mother about it, I noticed that she interrupted my story 
and I and it it all of a sudden dropped in like gosh is this something that I just grew up with like feeling that um, is this karma is this some kind of relationship to communication the feeling like um, all I know is I had this the, the, these these interactions with folks where I felt like I wasn't heard and a lot of mm-hmm. anger came up around it and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about as elegantly as I feel like I mm-hmm. can describe it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're seeing, you're really looking at it, it sounds like. And, yeah. and so you're, you're looking at it from the perspective of where is this, where is all this coming from? Is this karmic? Is this somehow I way I was conditioned? And, you know, and you, and I, I bet if we were in a room, you know, and, and, never, and asked are other people growing up and not feeling listened to, I bet every hand in the room would, would go up. So it's a very common thing, you know, not to be, yeah, not to feel listened to. But, you know, and so here you are noticing that now even my mother's interrupting me and not really listening to the story, to my story. You know, and, and, uh, and so I'm just curious, Tim, if you had a, because you you know you've been practicing a while now. What what mm-hmm. were how did you practice with that? What were some of the well were there some t- tools or yeah you know I, I well I think part of it was like so things started dropping in um, things started to drop in like realizing it's not the first time I felt like like this is not a unique. Uh, situation or or pattern for me you know Mm -hmm. like I felt like this before so that was one of the first things that dropped in like aha Mm -hmm. um another thing that dropped in was um gosh I wonder if that if that's why practice is such a relief for me because I I do feel like I'm allowed to speak Mm -hmm. uninterrupted and and Mm -hmm. it's reflected back compassionately and mm-hmm. how how much that is an assistance um, yeah. for 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 that part of me that feels like it's not heard. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that is so important, isn't it? That that in practice you find you find a way that in lots of ways I project not only in in you know being facilitated, but in also having the tools of, of of recording and listening and that kind of thing, where we're encouraged to even say everything that ever occurred to us, right? Whatever we want to say into that recorder. So it really does practice is a, a container, a place, uh, a, pr- a practice where where uh, listening to what is going on with us is really key it's really central yeah exactly the recording Mm -hmm. and listening is another is another part of it um there's all of these other uh ways to participate um Mm -hmm. where it really is sort of either sharing what the voices are saying or sharing what the mentor is saying um what a uh relief it is to, to have that safe place where um, at least for the, the person that needs it is able to feel listened to. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't know if this is your experience, Tim, but it sounds like it from what you've been describing. But not only is it a safe place, it's really the only place that we can, right. yeah. you know, that we can really, really uh, – 
receive that uh, because that's what we're ever always longing for, right? No, in, in other words, you know, no one else, even no matter how much they love us, no matter how deeply they know us, even you know, a, on a mother's level, you know, doesn't know how we need to be listened to the way we know how we need to be listened to. Right. Yeah. Um, another thing that dropped in went, because you were asking about kind of how I uh, practice with this is uh-huh. um, something that was on the call last week. Somebody mentioned uh, a metaphor in practice about, you know, if you always play tennis against the same partner, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like your skill level never changed. And kind of what dropped in actually when I was sitting in the ER is like, oh, my God, this is like a tennis game I never asked for. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's like a but, – but it, but it is, right? Because I'm, yeah. not, in, I'm mm-hmm. not commonly in that situation. Um, and so it's like I got to see practice – you know, I got to see kind of something deeper in that mm-hmm. where, yeah, I, I, I saw the, the – I saw feeling like a victim – but not necessarily believing that that was mm-hmm. true, more believing mm-hmm. that this was a, a new tennis partner, frankly, that mm-hmm. I had not, in a, in, a, in a depth that I had not encountered before. So there is yeah. value in it. Oh, yeah. Wow, yes. Oh, that's just to underline that, that is so huge because there you are. You, you essentially, you're, what you're describing is you saw it as a workshop. Okay. Yeah. This is a new tennis partner. This is really requiring me to up my game and and develop things about my game that I haven't seen before. And I'm getting this opportunity. This is really an opportunity. So even though that, oh, this shouldn't be happening and all of that kind of victim stuff was there, it wasn't really at least 100% believable because you were having this whole other perspective that was there. Yeah. Like, nope, this is, this is what I'm here to do. And it really speaks to what you what you were talking about last week, I think, or, or you know, about about wow, I I'm I'm here to end suffering for all beings. This is what this is this is like the biggest job you one can have in life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you for for reflecting that. Um, there there's definitely the again uh, ego coming in saying, well, you didn't handle it tactfully, but, but it was like, you know, or some standard or some stuff like that. But, uh-huh. um, but that, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm not shocked that that voice. <laughs> right. That's kind of how it, that's what, yeah, that's what it does. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it like, just would come in there and suddenly be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh-huh. you know, I, I, I see it and it's there and I, I just do want to express my gratitude. It, I, it feels like a workshop that I was like, oh, I wouldn't have signed up for that, but but it did. You know, that's just yeah. what happened, and um, you know, I'm just so grateful that uh, I don't have to be imprisoned. Like, there there doesn't have to be one, you know, I don't know, uh, thought or. I don't know how to say it. I'm just grateful. <laughs> well, yeah, and 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 I'll just I'll just project what I what what I what I hear you saying anyway is that there's no it's it really is a, a freedom 
because there's not just one way to take things that happen to us, which is, oh, this shouldn't have happened. It's a, it's a freedom to practice with everything, to see everything <laughs> as our best opportunity to wake up and end suffering. Right. And, and I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so big. That, that is such a huge shift in perspective in, one's, in how to live one's life. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, I really can, what drops in around that is I can really see this part that wants um, practice to sort of fit in this neat, tidy box and all the emotions and all the hardships to sort of, you know, even all that like meets a standard and it just looks, you know, wrapped up and it's not messy. And, uh, you know, I got to kind of practice with the messy. Mm-hmm. over these past few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it just feels wonderful that uh, practice is something that I can carry with me in, in any circumstance. It doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't, it, there's no threshold, in other words, of, yeah. of that, this is too awful, I can't bring practice with me, or this is, right. you know, too good, mm-hmm. I don't need practice. Yeah. Oh, that is. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? There's. You know, we bring everything in our lives into practice. The wonderful, yeah. the hard, the challenging, the blissful, the everything. There's nothing yeah. that would not be made um, better by awareness being brought to it. Right. Yes. And so it was. Yeah. That was. That was. Well, thank you, Rebecca, for for that. Yeah. Uh, well, and Tim, if I may, just one last little thing just to circle back to that, that guy that really wants to be heard, you know? Uh-huh. He's yeah. been through a lot, you know, and you have the tools. You have that wonderful recording and listening practice, you know, that maybe maybe doing spending a little time and just letting him talk about how challenging those, his last, you know, whatever amount of days has been. And, and, and just, you know, do, offering that kind of reassurance might be, might be a kindness, huh? Yeah, that's that sounds good because I haven't had, you know, quote unquote, I haven't had time. I I feel like I've just been kind of a deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. So as we talk and I'm going to go back and listen to this. Um, yeah, I, I, I can see how the mentor has really been helping me in other parts of my life and how, um, how it could be so in this circumstance. And so, yeah. uh, so so eager to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Practitioner showing up for for him. For sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, thank you so okay. much. Thanks, Tim. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. You too. Michael? Michael. Here, Rebecca. Uh, yeah, that was a great conversation, and I'm delighted to be here. And uh, I can echo uh, everything that was said in that conversation. And uh, somewhere in there, you were talking about um, seeing everything as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And um, that really does seem like the secret to the whole thing. And Mm -hmm. I I have these these memories of, you know, of group discussion, Not, not any detail really, but, you know, years and years ago, somebody comes to group or open air and 
you know, with some big problem or big story, and uh, and it gets it gets reflected back as um, <laughs> you know opportunity, not a problem. Yeah. And um, it's just uh, I remember like I remember listening to one of those conversations and feeling like like it was a magic trick. Like, wow, how did that sleight of hand? <laughs> Uh-huh. That sleight of hand happened. That was amazing uh-huh. because it sounded like it was all a big problem, but now it's just a big opportunity. So, what happened there? Yeah. Oh, that's really neat. How did that? How did that get reflected <laughs> in such a way that now it's viewed completely differently, completely as an opportunity? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and uh, I uh, I was on. Uh, vacation for a bit last week and uh there were you know it was a new environment and i feel like maybe maybe i was talking about this last week um but yeah it was out of the normal environment i was playing against a new tennis player Mm -hmm. and um i felt like i was getting beaten pretty uh soundly by this new tennis player um and yet uh yeah, there's always another match. There's always uh, there's always things to learn, and um, the game's never over. And really, uh, it, yeah, it seemed like from from that first conversation about like, well, well, if I see that, if I can get out of being shocked by the self hate, can I get enough perspective to see it as an opportunity? You know, to see self hate for what it is doing Mm -hmm. what it does in a new costume so to speak yeah well yes and and it sounds like that is how you're looking at it so there you are in the on on vacation this new this new environment and really feeling like self-hate is pounding you it's getting the upper hand taking one shot after another Mm -hmm. uh and and so to bring in what you started with how would how would that be uh, reframed, or what would be the narrative then if if it was if it was the opportunity that you were just describing, not a problem, yeah, but not an a opportunity, uh, yeah, an opportunity and uh, a chance to um, yeah really up my game, and uh, I, I did play a lot of tennis when I was younger, and um, and I tell my kids playing sports today. Um, you always want to be playing against someone better because that's how you're going to improve. That's how you're going to get better. And, um, you know, I get, quote, better at awareness practice and conditioning gets subtler or not as subtle. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have a new opponent in the, uh, the first round of the playoffs. And, um, you know, the stakes are high. There's a human life at stake here. And um, can I uh, can I bring my game? Uh huh. Can, can yeah? Can you bring your game? And 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 how? So how were you practicing with it? How were you bringing your game um, against this new opponent? Yes, great question. Um, I think I was recording pretty regularly when I had the opportunity. Um, it's uh. You know, during these COVID times, and it, it just seemed a little. Um, it seems like when I'm on a like sort of a longer vacation, then it 
it feels like there's more of a regular schedule, and I do uh, schedule the time to sit every day or to get on the morning call. Um, and it seemed a little more hectic. Mm-hmm. And so there was not as much formal practice. So, mm-hmm. um, and I do think that there was a sense of sort of, um, you know, engaging participatory outdoor activities that called me to participate. And I sensed that ego was not interested in me, you know, being there with myself and family and nature and fun. Um, and I sensed that was a part of uh, conditioning work. So it sounds like what happened was you got pulled away from your normal practice uh, schedule and also got pulled away from really being in the vacation environment of the outdoor activities, being with the family, and, and, and ego sort of culled you away from both herds, your family and your and Sangha <laughs> in those ways, to be alone with it. Is that sort of how it felt, how, what happened? Or? Uh, yeah, 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 I think there was, yes, I think there was some of that. Mm-hmm. I think there was definitely some of that going on. And um, it seems to me that the nature of self-hate is that it's bamboozling, that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know where I'm being hit from. You know, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being hit from behind, but yet I can't see who's who's hitting mm-hmm. me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, and it seems like as the vacation went on, I, you know, did more recording uh, or more sitting, um, listened to some of the recordings from the morning call. And uh, so I'm, I'm super grateful for the, for the practice that's offered to me and the, the sort of foundation of practice that mm-hmm. um, comes with me in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it feels like a lot of that is readily accessible when life calls it forth. Yeah, yeah. So there you are getting hit from behind, don't even really know where it's coming from. And what do you do? You reach out. You reach out for those those lifelines that are readily available, the recordings, your recorder, you know, the, the the radio shows and those kinds of things that really you can have with you that all the time and, and provide that support when we're in that barrage from self-hate. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it does, I mean, it does feel like the weather. I mean, I have kind of, it makes no sense when it comes, when it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and so in that sense, it makes it easier not to take it uh, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you, you know, that quote from Sherry about uh, when I'm suffering, it's good to remember that it's impossible not to suffer. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not suffering, uh, to remember that it's pos- it is possible to suffer. And mm-hmm. um, it, I don't know, what just dropped in for me is something I've noticed recently the past couple of days is... Um, just feeling adequate to life generally and mm-hmm. not, you know, just through practice and the experience of practice of, you know, I've always gotten through whatever's come up. So, you know, why worry about this thing coming up or whatever? Because I've always been fine. Exactly. And, um, and life is short. Yeah. And who knows if I'm going to be alive tomorrow or tonight even. 
So um, why don't I just be here and enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're describing a real sense of dropping any kind of talk about what's wrong, what went wrong, what should have happened, what did, anything of mm-hmm. what's wrong, and resting yeah. in adequacy. You know, it's always been fine. I'm, it's fine now. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, and the last thing I want to say is that um, thanks to practice, as you were just kind of reflecting, um, I don't let the voices take me back to the past, to, you know, what should have happened, what I could have done, you know, whether it was yesterday or last month or 15 years ago. And, yeah. um, and I think it, it's a kindness to me, certainly, um, and also it's a skill with other people, you know, with family, with uh, kids that I'm the parent for, not to talk about what happened yesterday or how they screwed that thing up yesterday, but just, okay, well, what's going on in this moment? Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful not to pass along that karma. Yeah, it's it's really a skill, a practice of not dragging everything from the past into, you know, into now. Instead, just having the, the... disposition of what now yes what now mm-hmm. what a great question to end with yeah thank you, <laughs> thank you michael okay this is joyce hey joyce hi I'm being brave and and stepping up here, and um, what's what's happened for me just recently is discovering that I have a subpersonality that is very angry. Uh huh. Uh huh. I never suspected that before. I mean, I would get upset, but it didn't seem to pass or anything. And this whole month started out with um, conditioning, just hammering and hammering and hammering with everything possible, I I thought. And um, I kept just being present and watching but then getting caught into it and, you know, yanked off somewhere and then getting back to presence. And mm-hmm. um, and so, go ahead. Oh, yeah, would this be a good time to jump in and reflect? Sure, please, please. <laughs> so, you've had this, so you discovered this uh, new subpersonality that you had never really seen before, and it's the anger, and it's been coming up a lot this month, this whole month, and it feels like it's new, it, and, and, uh, and that you've been, well, and this is sort of my, sounds like my question of the night, and so how have you been practicing with it? You said you've been coming to presence, but then it sort of get, get, get drugged, uh, dragged off again. And so how have you been practicing with that? The best way I can describe it is I kept 
paying attention, even though there was tension going off, you know, in both directions and pulling me into conditioning and then seeing that that isn't where I needed to be. But Uh then I started paying more attention to how I was getting slipped into that conditioned place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is sort of how we do it, isn't it? We, you know, we, it's that place that, uh, where we are seeing the conditioning, but we're not being it. We may get pulled, we can feel the pull into the identity, but we recognize that that's what that is, is an identity. It's how we talk about it, of seeing conditioning, not or looking at conditioning, not looking through conditioning. And it sounds like that's what you're describing. I think that that's true, and and mm-hmm. it seems like it. It I I don't you know I know I've looked at conditioning, not through it, but this may be how it's it's been developing that's been developing for me and so then i would st- i would notice another little subtle um just a little comment that normally would have i wouldn't even have known was there and so i would just stay with that mm-hmm. and this is um It's, it's, gosh, I can hardly even talk about it. It's, it's upsetting, but that would only be ego that was upset. So, yeah, right on. I'm glad for that. Um, but there's a, there's uh, a sense of anger that I would guess is karmic it's just it's really strong and and one of the things that even got me to recognize that was as a kid I was a pretty bright kid you know a little kid my brothers would teach me things and then I could do them and then they would say no you're too little to do that you can't do that with us mm-hmm. and I didn't understand it because I was doing the same things they were and they were three quite a bit older brothers but and then I started in paying attention to that seeing that as with my brothers it started falling into place more and more that when somebody would tell me I couldn't do something especially because I was too little but then as I got bigger and could do things there was still this sense of people, the words that come right now are were telling me what I had to do and what I couldn't do. And it seems, yeah. that seems huge. Well, and you know, that is, that is so, um, and it's good to see in and of itself, Joyce, because it really is sort of what we've been talking about this evening, that and that the, that the only place where we can really find that unconditional love and acceptance is within, is here. 
you know. And, mm-hmm. and through our practice, we have the tools to access that. You know, we're never, and so it really is sort of the, one of the things for the, for the evening so far that, um, that you can practice that with, with, the record, with your recording and listening tools. So you know how she wants to be heard. You know how she wants to be listened to. You know how she wants to be, you know, she can express her anger to you. And, and, that's, and that's how we can uh, be met with that unconditional love and acceptance. You know? Well, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really good with recording and listening. Yes. But I'm, I, yes, <laughs> but I'm, and I'm starting to do that uh-huh. because the of these changes. Yeah, well, it is the thing, isn't it? I mean, it is the deal. Yes, and I've been writing down more things that, conditioning just little snide remarks so well we don't want to record those i don't i'm not going to record those i'll write them down Mm -hmm. because it it, what's happening is i'm becoming aware of how frequently conditioning is saying something Mm -hmm. and it's no wonder that we fall for this stuff because it's just it's just on and on and on. Yep. Well, and again, you know, we we have the tools. So, yep. you know, you you have you have your assignment, and you say, you know, you're not good at it yet, perhaps, but that's what that's why we call it a practice. Yeah. Yes. Right. Thanks. Thanks for the practice. Yeah. And, Thank you, and, Joyce. Yeah. Oh. Thank you so much. Uh huh. Thank you. Margaret? Hey, Margaret. Hey. Well, <clears throat> I've been, um, gosh, I've been seeing so much in just um, unresolved or, un well, unclear for me, um, conflicts around doing that I've had. And not not really, you know, like one of the 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 themes is feeling like an imposter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been looking at that, or I've been seeing more around that. And then in today's, um, I think it was today's radio show about doing when <laughs> it was so wonderful. Because I think one of the people was sharing was saying that the person right before her had said everything exactly that uh-huh. she wanted. You know, uh-huh. I was going, well, thank you, because you just said everything I was going to say. <laughs> like a chain reaction. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It really was. And, um, and what was being described that resonated for me was, I think I was sharing some about this last week too, but it was being feeling really stuck um, around having to do something my mother told me to do um, mm-hmm. when I didn't know how to do it. And feeling the stuckness was just feeling like I can't say no to this person. Mm-hmm. I have to say yes, and yet I can't even ask her how to do it, and I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so being 
Yeah, go ahead. No. Yeah, so being so being um. stuck, given these, given this directive, not knowing how to do it, not being given what you need to 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 complete the task, but yet the expectation is that you will do it, and so that's where you're stuck, having right. to do it but not knowing how to do it. Yeah, and and to expand on that a little, not even knowing what it would really look like when I was done. You know, like cleaning the bathroom, not really, because I was like six or seven at the time, you know, not really knowing, well, how's this supposed to turn out? <laughs> like, how's yeah. this going to, yeah. and so I can see now that um, the the whole thing for me around wanting to do things perfectly gets really um, sabotaged, I guess it feels like, because mm-hmm. it's like I can never accept that or never not not so much the perfection but that I even did an adequate job or that I when I don't know how how to do something that I'm asked to do like at work I had a lot of experience or when it was new when I was asked to do something new it was very hard to or difficult (laughs) challenging let's say to say oh boy something completely new that I don't know how to do Uh (laughs) I'll take this on and organize this whole big thing Um, but after Uh having taken some things like that on you know, then it seemed like the next thing to look at was, well, how do I feel about, about this? Do I actually get to feel okay that I did a good job and that, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and just wondering why I always felt like an imposter. Um, uh-huh. Like I don't quite, you know, know if I'm, you know, <laughs> and it, it's, well, you know, and, yeah, go ahead. I mean, well, see and I, see, see if see if I'm tracking because I yeah because that was the word that you had used earlier, imposter, and I was thinking, oh, I see why you said that because if you were given this job and you're there, you are, you're jumping in and doing it, not not six years old anymore, but that but that sort of um, that sort of uncertainty is still there. You don't even know what the job is supposed to look like necessarily when it's done. Mm-hmm. So who? So it's easy for the voices to come in and <clears throat> accuse you of being an imposter because you don't know what you're doing, and I don't. I don't know what you know, kind of how they, how they would, you know, what you actually hear around that. But it's that feeling of not being the the quote right person to because you don't know how to do this job. Yeah, and I just saw as you were reflecting that sort of this other place of stuckness, which can seem like it is like procrastination and noodling and overthinking things, because I can just get lost in trying to figure out what to do next mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and things like that, that that feel also like, well, that was a waste of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I learned a lot from those experiences too. Yeah. Um, well, they, yeah. yeah. That's really yeah. clear too. <clears throat> and to get oh. out of that noodling and that stuckness, how how would you? Because you you know obviously you've been practicing with this for a long time, and have, so how what would that look like? Well, I guess in, in sort of in a way, the process was kind of like whoa, you only have four hours left now to do this. So, so what are we going to do? Let's see. This is what you have to come up with. Let's 
let's do something, you know, some whatever. This was mostly around doing presentations to other people uh-huh. and uh-huh. things like that. Um, it, it's sort of like allowing something to arise, but it's like I could still never, even if it turned out okay, um, the result, it's like I couldn't grasp what had really happened as being okay because of not knowing what should have happened or what. Uh-huh. Um, so something would arise. So if there would be, okay, down to the wire, something would arise. Let's do that. It would go okay. But, but you were kept from really even receiving that it went okay because then comes the story of, yeah, but I don't really know what it was supposed to have looked like. Because obviously, right. it, I mean, it somehow, it, you know, um, sort of passes off the assumption that it wasn't that. What it, what did happen, obviously, wasn't what it was supposed to look like, and I don't know what it was supposed to look like. So there you don't get to receive even what did happen. Well, and it, it yeah, and unless I can receive it from outside, unless I, somebody else, I, I would ask, you know, mm-hmm. was that presentation mm-hmm. okay? Did it, you know, that come across and whatever? Because it's like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I have to say what also arose for me around this was just being so grateful over the years for working periods at the monastery mm-hmm. <laughs> where mm-hmm. where it just felt so compassion, so yeah. much compassion that I could ask for help yeah. and watch how difficult that process was for me to do that. Um, well, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and as you experience that, you know, I mean, you recognize, you resonated with the compassion. Mm-hmm. Right, when at the monastery, mm-hmm. and so yeah. if, you know, so you it, so as we how to say it, so if that weren't if that ability weren't in you to be the compassion that can show, you know, can show, I don't know what the pronoun would be, her or you know, kind mm-hmm. of mentor yourself through the job. It's okay, you know, we can find out. We can ask for external feedback. We can. We can find out, you know, and to not leave Margaret at the mercy of those voices. And because, because as, you, as you say, you have the experience of doing a task, a job, and doing it in and with compassion. Right, and presence. And presence. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that was, and I, yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, no. I mean, I, so, um, so we so we take so we move from being the one who's who's lost and confused and kind of batted around by ego, and put and be in, and move from there to being the one who's in relationship with compassion. And as we've been talking about all night, we have the tools to do yes. that. Yeah. So yeah. I, so going to great gratitude <laughs> makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> It does, and I, I came to this question um, when I was recording about this, about, and, and anyway, who cares so much about perfection? Well, you know, yes, it's only, yes. you know, it's very clear. Now. We, we kind of know who that, what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and, that, and sort mm-hmm. of there were these wonderful um, statements this morning about um, sort of like only from 
only for, only ego would ask that question and yeah. sort of only from presence that doesn't even matter that's not even the focus of my attention or it wouldn't i think ashwini is the word notion that notion wouldn't even occur yeah. when i'm present yeah yeah and just being, only when we're looking being, at ego yeah and so just having those experiences of that of mm-hmm. presence of practicing yep. presence yeah yeah, yeah. Good to wow. see you, then. Thank you, yes. <laughs> Much mm-hmm. appreciated. Thank you, Margaret. Mm-hmm. Penny? This is... I'm sorry, who? Penny? Oh, hey, Penny. Hey, Rebecca. I was just enjoying that conversation and, and um, struck by how I, I was looking at the ways in which um, Conditioning enters into doing, and uh, what a bad source of information it is. When Margaret was talking about, you know, conditioning will say something like, well, you only have four hours, you know, to do this job. And, and I was thinking about the, how so often I'll take, on, I'll take on something, I'll decide to do something. And what conditioning will do is then come in and say, um, well, you really need a whole morning to do this. You know, or you really need this big swath of time. And it isn't mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. And, and how often I still fall for that. And I think, well, you know, gosh, I've only got an hour or so. And, if, you know, if I, don't, if, I don't get into, if I don't stop and do it, is that so? I can stay not doing it because these great, huge, you know, openings of time don't happen. And, um, and, and it's so easy not to notice that that's why I'm not doing it because I'm listening to the wrong source of advice. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That is so, yeah, that is so clear to see that there's a way that assumption, it, it really just flies so under the radar. Of, oh, I don't have time. I need at least an hour and a half of that or whatever, you know. And, and, it, and if we don't stop, and you said, the, you said sort of the magic words there, is that so? Mm-hmm. If we don't stop and do that, then we can be stuck in inertia and wondering, you know, sort of wondering why we, nothing is ever getting done. Well, I don't have these big swaths of time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And yet, if we ever just went ahead and did what we could do, and you know, I, that's my experience of working meditation at the monastery, is that it, it just amazing what can happen in 20 minutes or, you know, what, whatever. So it's, it's, that, it's that questioning yeah, so and, the, and the assumption about you need a whole morning is you have to do this much of, of uh-huh. that task. You have to accomplish yeah. this much. And, you know, it's one of the cases where, I mean, I was just so grateful to listen to what, what Margaret was just saying because um, I've just seen so much myself that, you know, if somebody, if I forgot, if somebody, uh, there was some task to do and some person out of the blue just showed up and said, well, this is how much you have to do and this is how much time you have, I would think, what yeah. are you talking about? Who are you? But when Who made you my, my project manager, right? Right. And, but when it's in my head, I can, I can just fall for that. And I think, well, 20 minutes isn't long enough. Well, long enough for what? Long yeah. enough to, uh, you know, construct the Empire State Building? That's true. But, uh, you know, to put a nail on a piece of wood or whatever, you know, whatever little piece of the job there is to do, that point is so easy not to even question that. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it's, it's actually, yeah, what you're describing is, um, 
is, a, is to me, the way assumptions do work, you know, Cause, because it is just that, that um, I don't know, if there's sort of a, just a bossy confidence or something, well, you don't have time to do that. Or, or it just seems so obvious to that voice in the head that that's not going to work, you know. And so that is why the, is that so and the stopping and the, and really, through uh, through a lot of experience, I project of your of of your questioning that voice, you know that that sort of builds the ever expanding faith of the experience of well, I know that I can actually I do have time to actually do whatever can be done, and and not listen to that uh, that project manager in the head. Yeah. And the other thing I was seeing as you reflect that is. Um, it is a way in which the conditioned voice separates me from the thing I'm doing. It creates separation. So something, yeah. you know, drops in to do, and they say the materials are here, and, and I can just enter into that. But if there's a voice saying, well, but you have to have this much time, and you have to do this much of the work, and you have to accomplish this much, there's a great divide then that happens between me and the thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and... And then this third party has him, you know, just defining all that, just keeping me yeah. in my place and the task in its place. And the, 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 the initial um, participation, just, just entering in, being there, that is often um, so, when it feels so satisfying and kind of fun, is what it just gets lost mm-hmm. in, uh, yeah. in the instruction, the instruction that comes in to separate me from what there is before me to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there it was. It had dropped in. There's something for you to do. It's, it's, it's being done, and then in comes that, that separation, that voice, to separate you from just the flow of doing the task. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The bad trade. Thank you, Becca. Yeah. Jan. Hey, Jan. Hi, Rebecca. Well, that that was really helpful because I what what I what I've been noticing as I look at doing is it, it's I think a lot like what uh, Penny was just describing, but the way I was um, the way I describe it is that conditioning comes in to tell me when, where, how, how much. I mean, it's every single thing about when there's something it says there is to do or I know there's something that needs to be done and it comes in with that whole list I mean it's it's much more subtle than that but it made me realize in looking at this why I just sometimes want to sit down and read a book I mean whatever Mm -hmm. just take a break Mm -hmm. not do anything because there's no it takes the joy out of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) any Mm -hmm. spontaneity but it's what I, it's just uh, amazing to me how at every turn there's again the how when where what the whole shebang that mm-hmm. conditioning's got you know something to say about yeah 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 and so it, it is really what Penny was describing isn't it so there's some, something drops in to do you're kind of poised to do it and you can practically set your watch by every single time. Ego will come in and try to take over with all the what, where, when, how. You know, what, why not? Why you can't? Why is this gonna? What's going wrong? What, whatever. All of the, 
yammer, 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 yammer. And, and no wonder, no wonder we just want to say, oh, forget it. I'm just going to go sit on the couch and read a book because, because yeah. that is just so constant and so cons- consistently there. We can, we can expect it. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that description of creating separation because that's what it does. It's doing it with everything, um, mm-hmm. you know, the project and everything else. Um, and, wow, I, I just, it's been a good month to see why s- simple things, there can be suffering over simple things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if we don't, if I don't catch that, those comments, those, that voice, that story, whatever, however it's coming in, um, I'm going to say I'm doomed. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's no way to enjoy, to just be with. And yeah, yeah. we get, it's, well, it's such a great distraction. It's such a huge distraction that seeing it is so wonderful because it does lend me at least right now to stop and, you know, and 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 to say what now or well, what was it that you just said? Um, oh, is that so? Yeah, is that so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's so helpful, isn't it? Because you're tying it back to the month on doing. It's so helpful in the year long to actually put the pencil in the hand and def- and write down what the voices are saying. You know, mm-hmm. on that day, on those days that it tells us to do that, right? To actually do it. Because as you're describing it, and I think Joyce touched on this too, those voices can just be so almost sub- subliminal. You know, they, they're not, all, you know, they're not as blatant as maybe, you know, they once were. They kind of get subtler and subtler. And we have to really pay attention to unearth them and to recognize and as you said, to, it, it's, so, uh, it's so satisfying to see, oh, that's why these simple things have not been so simple, because, I, because this is what's been going on in the head, this, all of this yeah. undermining and nitpicking and order giving and whatever else is going on. <laughs> well, and what, also, what dropped in as you were, as you were reflecting that is that... Um, it isn't always in words. Sometimes it yeah. is a sensation of feeling um, of whatever. It, you know, something wrong with, is a perfect one. There's something yeah. wrong. This isn't quite right. What if, and, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it takes so many, it can take so many different forms. But we're getting to see yeah. it. That's the good news. And I'm, I'm really well, grateful for this. Time. Yes. We are. We're getting to see it. And we're getting to deepen our training right, yeah. to up our game, as we, you know, we kind of started out with. Uh, and, I, you know, and, and uh, the, one of the phrases that we hear a lot around when we're process mapping and practice is, okay, so now if that feeling could talk, mm. what would it be saying? <laughs> you know, just to get clear on what that message is, because you're right, it can be just like this. Now, what? I feel crummy. What's going on mm-hmm. here? And to really yeah. just pause to take some time to really stop and, and let that get clear of what is really at play here. Yes. So kind yes. to the human. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, just, I had an experience very similar to that, what you just described this afternoon, and I did not record and listen. And, listen. and I see now, I, I mean, 
it was so interesting. So something came in at that point that stopped me from doing that. Or I know it would have been terrifically helpful. I would have, it, things would have been uh, clearer sooner. Mm-hmm. But so again, I get to see. Oh, how did, yeah. how did I get stopped? <laughs> yeah, even that yeah. is so fun to see. It's wonderful to see that. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So anyway, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Jan. Is this Phil? Hey, Phil. Hi, you know, um, I am just so grateful that uh, that that we're doing this process, the process that we're doing is doing, uh-huh. because it's just so huge. I mean, there's really, if you look at it, there's nothing um, but doing, you know, and um, from conditioning's perspective, I mean, you know, we so it's like the choice that I'm looking at is, so either we either are doing from conditioning's perspective or um, letting life do or, you know, just being with life, which is um, we're still, if you want to use that word, doing stuff, but it's, it's, it, it's totally, totally, totally uh, feels different. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what I've been looking at, the, um, the difference between doing it, you know, life doing it and doing it. <laughs> conditioning doing it. Yeah, because as you say, conditioning is all, uh, conditioning is what does, you know, it, it, it doing. If there's just somebody doing something, it's conditioning. And everything right. else when there is, is life, is life doing it. And so when yeah. we, because, because there is no me. To do, yeah, and actually we use the same word, right? I mean, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing that. Oh, I'm not doing mm-hmm. anything, <laughs> but I'm 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 actually doing nothing. So I'm a doing uh-huh. nothing. So uh, <laughs> it's it's just so amazing. And what I what I saw today, to, well, and I've been looking at this. So and today just happened to be one of those days probably because I've been looking at it, maybe. I mean, well, let's start back up a little bit with this. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, this umbrella of COVID and the political scene and everything, a lot of things like people and, you know, at least in my sphere, there's a lot going on and a lot falling apart and a lot of things need to be done, let's put it that way, and uh-huh. or taken care of or, people, you know, to, to, to be with. And um, so there's the uh, just flowing with life doing, and then there, or there's the uh, harump, this is too much, you know, overwhelmed mm-hmm. conditioning doing. Mm-hmm. And the Feelings are so different between each one that that's a dead giveaway of which which is going on of what is going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. There's no mistaking what's going on when we're really paying attention to how it feels because they're so ra- so radically different. The harumph of there's so much to do and I've got to do it, and the life just showing up for what's now, what's now, what's now. Yeah, and um, like, you know, today uh, there was all these things I hadn't intended to have to do, but 
you know, uh, as things fall apart for people, then, you know, that gives me stuff to do. But it, what, what would happen is it just was a very graceful going from now to now to now to now is what it felt yeah. like. Yeah. It yeah. could have been what, I, what conditioning would have called, and this was a really hard day. You know, this was really... Uh, be, because what I see is if I'm... if Let's see. Of course, we have to use the pronouns. Say, if I'm not with the life's doing... And have this, and conditioning has this other agenda of what was going to be done today, then that's what could throw things off kilter, you know. Mm-hmm. If I if I if I don't realize that, and yeah. I think with all the intricacies, I can't say that word, I guess, of doing, um, and just to be watching that all month, all the different uh, mm. elements of it and the ways that it, that it uh, happens in, you know, uh, I mean, I haven't seen so much in one little two-letter le- two word in, in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you know, Phil, it sounds like you're pointing to this, uh, the same place that Penny was pointing us to, which is that that ego doing comes down like a veil between, or maybe even more like an iron curtain, between life and us. And so there you have tons of things that have just sort of, sounds like, just popped up that you weren't expecting that, need, that needed your attention. And when you're in the flow of life, it's just moving from thing to thing, just flowing. And, and because it's life, because it's life unfolding, so naturally it's going to be, Perfect. Perfect in the unfolding. It's when the ego interference happens that we that we can that we can get to that place that you were describing. You can that you can clearly feel the difference that this that it were put upon that this is wrong. That it shouldn't be happening. There's not enough time. I don't have the energy. Whatever. However, it, yeah. it shows up as. Yeah, yeah, and and it's a it's a place where. You know, sometimes, yeah, the, you can hear the voices. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. But there's so many times I'm seeing, and I think uh, Jan was referring to it, but where there's no, there's nothing, nothing but this feeling of um, maybe lack of energy or or uh, lack of the flow or uh, just uh, this drag, and that's a sure sign that yeah. that there's no flow. <laughs> I like that yeah. word, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. There's a drag, there's a, a lack of energy, and that's a sure sign that there's no flow. We're out of the flow. There's yeah, something so going on here. Yeah, so for me, it's a, it's a lot more noticing than just than, than the, the conversation, because it, it, that can be there, and then that's pretty, you know... You can hear that one, but it's when they it sneaks in through these other avenues that it's really good to to be able to um, be aware of the sensations and to know the the difference. Seems like for me, yeah. you know, between um, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. It's it is. It's, it can it's it's uh, it comes in all different 
comes in in all different ways, you know, like the the assignment of the raised eyebrow or, as mm-hmm. you were saying, the sensation or the lack mm-hmm. of energy. Or sometimes it is just blatant, like words we hear in the head, but not always at all, at all. Yeah, and, and, yet, and yet it's all, it all means something, you know. It, the, mm-hmm. Even the lack of energy, if it, you know, so when we get real still with it, even you know, no matter how subtle it is, we get real still with it. We can see, oh, this is what, okay. And then we yeah, and, and then, yeah. Well, you can almost uh, get to underneath that is, is you know, conditioning's agenda. And, 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 of course, underneath that is it's just to get us to be miserable and suffer and not enjoy life. But, exactly, you know, and give our attention you know, to it. And give, give our, our attention, our yeah. energy to it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's all it's yeah. after. So we have better things to do than that. We have better. Yeah, we have better. <laughs> we we yeah. can live happily with life. <laughs> oh, that's so thank you, Rebecca. A lot better things to do. Thank you, <laughs> Rebecca, this is Ashwini. Hey, Ashwini. So I was also looking at doing and following on on some of the conversations and the recognition, something very nuanced that I saw is, um, you know, the, the focus has this reading that says all of your doing can be an act of worship. Mm-hmm. And so looking at doing from that perspective, one of the things I was noticing is how much the conversation, it's the assignment in the year-long retreat that says the conversation has the answer. Mm-hmm. If we actually look at, look at it rather than just believe it and uh-huh. feel victimized by it. So oftentimes I would look at having done a lot at, throughout the day and clearly done it from the perspective of, uh, nothing in it for me, right? This is, I, I'm not doing this because I want something. This is, I'm not doing this because I'm going to get recognized for it. So there's no outcome or overt egocentricity to the, to the doing. It's just mm-hmm. going about, as we've been talking about, going from this thing to this thing to this thing to this thing. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, not feeling the joy of, what it feels like to, to be the conduit of life, to be an instrument of life, to have that flow through me, life flow through me in the execution of all this activity, um, to notice that sense of uh, lack of energy, say, or the, de- the, the, the depletion or something like that, that, that one expects from a lack of ego in doing Right? So if mm-hmm. I'm with life all day, then why is it at the end of the day that I feel that sense of deprivation? And yeah. noticing well, the conversation. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Noticing. Well, noticing what the conversation was saying is so what's the point or what's in it for me or how did I receive that? Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> yeah. the, the, and the, the realization when I looked at the conversation is that there is no me to receive it. It's true. Uh-huh. There is uh-huh. nothing for me in it. Uh-huh. Right? Not because yeah. there's nothing for me in it, but there's no me in it. So yeah. receptivity is uh, 
it's, it's, a, it's a word of separation because I'm, if, if there's, there's a conditioned notion that if you give from life, then you should feel a certain way, right? Uh-huh. And if you don't yeah. feel that way, the conversation is, well, you don't know how to receive what it feels like to be in life. Yeah. Yes. And so, I, so in that way, the conversation does hold the key because what it's pointing to by even asking the question at the end of the day, well, why don't I feel better or what, do I, what did I receive from this or all, any, of, any of that fun, it, it, it really is intended, if I'm tracking what you're saying, it's intended to generate dissatisfaction because you're supposed to think, see, you don't really get anything. But what, by the very same conversation, it can actually point to, yes, there is no me. <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we really are looking at the conversation for the key, if, if I'm, if I'm tracking what you're yeah, saying. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. In, in being an instrument of existence, life flowing through the instrument, there is no me that receives anything. There's just the, the, the pipe through which life flows, right? Yeah. Receptivity yeah. isn't part of that equation because ego is not part of that equation. And so yeah. to recognize that... Uh, the answer was in the conversation brought me to that act of worship because what I noticed is if, 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 I'm, if I'm performing an activity, life is performing the activity, but there's an awareness that this is an offering uh-huh. rather than no awareness that this is an offering, an act of worship, then there's actually a difference because if there's awareness that it's an act of worship, that's, the, that's, that's what's there for me, within quotes. That's what makes it joyful, yes. or that's what makes it a totality of a life activity, because there's conscious awareness of an attitude of mind with which the activity is being done. Yes, because the joy is in the added, added element of awareness. I mean, you can be the, just yes. fine going through life, being no me and going through all of these, these tasks and everything for a day. But the joy, the bliss, right. the, the, it comes in when we, when we add the awareness of it all, the, of being right. the, yeah, the tube, the flow, the channel. That's right. That's right. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it comes back to how you do anything is, I mean, how you do it is what makes all the difference. So, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't, even if the action has no element of the overt sense of ego as we define it, if, if that, there isn't that, I mean, at least that's been my experience in practicing with it for a day. It's been so night and day, like we've been talking about, the, mm-hmm. the, the, full, the, the fulfillment in the action itself is, is the receptivity of doing it in the awareness, with the awareness. Uh, those mm-hmm. words sound clumsy, but um, yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a um, yeah. It is such a uh, I don't know what the word is, but a beautiful a beautiful uh, point that you're making because it is it is really the um, uh, what our what is offered to us through our true nature, you know, as our true nature right. is it and and so to to be um, 
again, this is kind of clumsy way of saying it, but sort of to be talked down from that or to be talked mm-hmm. out of that from these ego um, insertions and, you know, whatever, it, it, it robs us of, of, our, of our very birthright, of, you know, of, of, of what we are. And it, it can keep us in forever in that loop of not knowing why I'm not feeling the joy that I should be feeling from all this, you know, right. wonderful life that I'm living and all this ever missing is the awareness element of it. Well, and the identification with life, right, that's also yeah. missing. Because yeah. as life flowing through a pipe or a flower or a tree or whatever, there, that, my experience of that is there's no reception of why I'm doing this, right? There's no receiving in the flowing. It's just the giving, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if I'm, I'm truly identified with life rather than a feeling of separation, my, my sense of, of um, being the instrument is that. There is no reception. There is yeah. only the flow, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it requires a separation to ask the question, well, what are you receiving? And, and the, the corollary of that is that um, if, if it's an act of worship, then, I don't know, at least in, in my, my, my upbringing, when you offer something to life or divinity or whatever else, you get something back, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a way in which you, you receive whatever is, is given back to you with the same attitude that you offer it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so th- there's a, it's not even just a one-way street, it's a two-way street. Uh-huh. And yes. so whatever it is, you know, whatever happens, the outcome of that is also something you're very happy to experience. Because yeah. if, you are off, if you're offering to life, life offering back to you, the, 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 the experience of joy is that you're in that exchange. The content yeah. ceases to be material because of the attitude of mind with which the activity is approached. Yes. And the yes. consequence of the activity, which is inevitable, it's either a conditioned reaction or a life thank you, regardless, if it's mm-hmm. always received as something from life, then it's always joyful. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. The receiving as well as the giving, and maybe those even need to be in quotes, but there is, is, is the same quality of flow you cannot mm-hmm. you cannot offer something selflessly with no self in in a in a service or as, a, as an act of worship and then become a me to receive anything from it you know it, it yes, doesn't it's right. metaphysically impossible to to be in yes. that so it, so it, so there's the no self aspect in both the 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 flow both ways of the flow and it, uh, there was another point that you made there at the end that I wanted to reflect, but I think I've lost it. But yeah, it well, is. It's, it's truly the St. Francis line, right? It's in giving that we receive. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, and I just remembered what you what the point was too, because it was in, it's another St. Francis uh, de Sales that said, even the merest trifle. You know, to mm-hmm. to it doesn't matter if we're you know solving world hunger, or if we're just 
wiping a dish. It's the attitude of mind. It's the attitude of presence. That's the point you were making there. Because he is that that to, to be the instrument of God's peace is the point, is the source mm-hmm. of the of the joy, the worship. Yeah, it's the totality of the action, right? Everything yes. is there with the awareness yes. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, so fun. Thank you. And that's our time. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you.